It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by Flint composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner. we got a good show in store today, but I do want to mention something, uh, just a little program note. Um, a, a frequent guest on our political roundtable on Wednesdays is uh, former Flint mayor. I call him political emeritus because he was on the council. He was mayor. He was in the state house. He was a chairman of the county board of commissioners. Um, anyway, he passed away yesterday, and we're going to do a special uh, tribute to him tomorrow morning at uh, 10 o'clock, and we'll have a little bit about Woodrow Stanley in the words of some of the people who worked with him on armchair politics, but we'll hear a little bit from Woodrow in his own words as well. Coming up today on the show in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with um, Peter Bregan, who is uh, an MD and known as the conscience of psychiatry. He's written a new book called COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. And we're going to talk with him coming up in the middle of our three-hour tour. We're going to talk with a top New York City doc um, who is uh, uh, one of the leading uh, glaucoma specialists in New York City, Dr. Daniel LaRoche. He's going to talk about preventing blindness, specifically in people of color. And uh, we start out this morning with my first guest, who recently uh, wrote the book Moneyball Medicine, Thriving in the New Data-Driven Healthcare Market. But he has a new book, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. It's called The Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Help You Get Healthier, Stress Less, and Live Longer, written by Harry Glorickian, who joins me by phone. Hi, Harry. Welcome to the show. Hey, Tom. Great to be back. Um let's let's talk about uh, about this new book um were you just on quarantine and and <laughs> had time to knock out another one well you know i had been thinking about another book um but <laughs> being stuck at home sure made it a lot easier to <laughs> to uh to be focused and uh, not be on a plane and running all over the world like i normally am well, let's let's talk about this a little bit because most of us think of, uh, you know, whenever somebody mentions AI or um, artificial intelligence, the things that come to mind are negative things. We think of, uh, you know, tech horror films, you know, with AIs taking over the planet and subjugating humans. We think of, uh, um, you know, evil. Uh, 
uh, nemeses uh, of, of our favorite superheroes trying to take over the world and using AI to do it. But what what are the the positive and and beneficial applications of artificial intelligence and how do we make sure that it helps us but doesn't take our job well so i mean i think what people <laughs> don't realize is everybody's using you know some form of ai every day right every every google search um if you're talk if you talk to alexa or siri or any of these different applications you're you're interacting, you know, there's a form of AI, which is a sort of like a, a toolbox of different approaches that are being utilized to help you with what you're trying to do. Um, and we're just seeing that application grow uh, by leaps and bounds. And so where you're seeing it used are things like, you know, looking at a X-ray or a CT or something in radiology or pathology where there's an image that needs to be analyzed and, you know, this, the machine can see features very quickly and very accurately um, and that can help the pathologist or the radiologist uh, find something faster um, or highlight something to them that they would want to look at uh, more closely. And what we've noticed is the machine plus the physician makes a better call than one or the other by themselves. Same thing on... Um, well, yeah, Harry, you know, I, because I remember it wasn't so very many years ago that you would go to get an X-ray or some other uh, test and, and you'd go to a radiology lab somewhere and they would take the picture and then it would be a week or two before your doctor had a chance to actually have the printout and study it long enough to get results where... Now it seems like the machine is spitting it out with uh, little red flags on things that need attention. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if you think about healthcare, healthcare was one of the—I almost want to say it was the last group that that decided to get digitized. Um, so we are we're spending a lot of time playing catch up, um, and that basically happened because the Reinvestment and Recovery Act forced. Uh, doctors to adopt electronic medical records and then the Affordable Care Act basically said we want to pay for positive outcomes not just pay you for everything you do so that really drove um, you know we had to measure things and understand how to get better at what we were doing uh, and that was a those two things were major economic drivers so now, what um, what are we? How are we able to live healthier, less stressed lives as a result of AI? Because it, I always seem to be fighting with my technology. <laughs> <laughs> so I always tell people, like you know, I have numerous examples in the book of, of different areas that you know. Uh, might be applicable and not knowing everybody's individual situation. But I always tell them, like, pick one thing. Like, you want to sleep better. So sort of find the app. Um, I use something called Auto Sleep with my Apple Watch. Um, and it helps me figure out the do's and the don'ts uh, that I need to do to get a much better night's sleep. And then 
the next day I'm, I'm got a lot more energy. Um, you know, my brain is a lot clearer. Um, and all of that leads to a lot less stress because I'm not tired and cranky. Um, so it's choosing one of these variables that, you know, you think will have a big impact. And I do believe sleep has one of the biggest impacts on everybody's life. Um, that, they can focus on and, and make a difference. I mean, if it's uh, exercise, that's another lever you can pull. But I try to tell people, don't pull three or four things at the same time because then it, it'll be overwhelming. Pick one and then as you get comfortable with it, then add a second one. Is there is is there a roadmap to doing that? I mean, do we start with sleep and then maybe consider exercise and then... Um, and then diet, or does diet come before exercise? What? How, how can we use technology to help us map out what things we should be doing and in what order? So diet is always, I mean, that's that's a brutal one, as we all know. Like we, we you know, January comes around, and oh boy, and then you know, you know, a lot of people will fall off the wagon, um, including myself. So, uh, you know, I'll focus on things like sleep because it's a lot easier for me to do and I love the way I feel the next day. So the, the Pavlovian response, the immediate feedback I get is pretty quick. Um, then, it, you know, exercise is uh, the next thing that you can bring into it. I mean, there's a, another app called Humanity, uh, which will help you see are you aging faster or slower or maybe you could sort of start to reverse your age um, and that motivates people to uh, get out and do something because nobody wants to age faster um, so there are you know these these apps and these systems like Noom for diet will use also some form of um, psychology to help people encourage them to uh, stay on the, the path to uh, getting better. And how is, uh, you mentioned Noom, but what are some of the uh, technologies that are helping people live healthier now? And, and what are some that we'll see coming soon? So from extremely simple things like uh, wire, you know, a uh, connected uh, scale so that you can monitor your weight so it doesn't sneak up on you or, um, you know, even a better one is uh, a wireless uh, blood pressure cuff so that you can, you know, people get high blood pressure, don't even realize it until it's too late. Um, you know, those are, are some of the simple ones if you want to advance to, why, say, an Apple Watch or a Fitbit. Why, why wireless? For those technologies oh, so it, that have been around for a long time, I mean, a scale and a blood pressure cuff. Um, people are pretty familiar with those. What what is the function of having one that's wireless? So if I if I have a uh, you know if I have to write it down, like my father in law has uh, has one, and every day he gets up and he has to write this down, right? And sort of looking at the trend written is is one thing. To see the lines and see, you know, where they're trending upwards or downwards. Or last year, you know, I was actually lighter than I am this year. And, you know, my blood pressure has gone down by me making the changes. It's a much more visual. So, as they say, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So, it's um, for tracking. It, 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 yes. you, you save the information on your uh, mobile device or your laptop. 
and um, and and you can keep track that way rather than handwriting a, a log or a journal. Correct, and you can actually push a button and forward it to your doctor, or some of the hospitals now are taking live feeds from these devices or the app directly into the electronic medical record so that when you go see the doctor, it's not like that one measurement that gets done. Right? I always think about it like you take your car to the mechanic and you say, well, it's making a noise, but it's never making the noise when you're there. So, but if you're tracking it over time and they can see it, um, that dynamic that's happening at that moment will get... Uh-oh. We just lost our uh, guest, but I think he's uh, calling right back in as... Uh Hey, welcome back, Harry. Sorry, I don't know what hey. happened. We lost you there for a yeah. moment. No, no problem. Um, but, uh, you know, as I was saying, it's, you know, there's an iceberg of data for each person. And if your physician or even you could see it, you know, it, it makes a difference in how you make it's It's having your own personal dashboard. Um, you know, if you're driving a car and you can't see that the gas is going towards empty or you're low on oil or something is overheating, you can't take, you know, you can't, that, that car will break down faster than you want it to. I think what we have now is technology is making it available that we can have our own dashboards for, you know, ourselves and help us extend our lives in a very healthy way um, or, or push off disease uh, a little bit farther in ways that we had never imagined. Um, I'll give you another example of one that is is sort of here, but I think it's it's going to become more mainstream. Is something called a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor, which I'm wearing on my arm. Okay. Um, and so, you know, and I'm not diabetic. So what happens is I will sort of put in my food um, before I eat. And then, um, you know, eat my food, and then I can just wave my phone over my continuous glucose monitor, which is in my arm. Um, and it will tell me how my, uh, you know, insulin, my glucose uh, is compared to what I just ate. And so there are certain foods that I've learned I really shouldn't eat that food because it's just. <laughs> you know, it's knocking the hell out of those numbers, and and then I get tired. Harry, um, um, I, I hate to interrupt, but I need to take a short break here. Can you stick around for a nope, few minutes? Not a problem. So, good, so we can Absolutely. talk some more. My guest is Harry Glorecki, and the new book is The Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Help You Get Healthier, Stress Less, and Live Longer. We're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our lives have been turned upside down by COVID-19. When a vaccine becomes available, it's critical that all of us get it. What we do as individuals will impact everyone's health, including those who can't get the vaccine. We won't get through this unless everyone takes part. Now is the time to get up to date on all recommended vaccines for both kids and adults. Experts say it's more important than ever for everyone to get their flu vaccine this year. And if you're older, you should get both the flu and pneumonia vaccines, since both illnesses can make COVID-19 even worse. Vaccines are available at a lot of convenient places, so be an example for friends and loved ones and encourage them to get vaccinated too. We all want to reunite, travel, and get back to school and work. But that means we all need to get on board. This is the time to do what's right for each other. Get vaccinated. It's our best shot. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods and in the diverse city beyond. Where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air. Where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums. Where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Hi, I'm State Representative Sarah Anthony. Our community and communities across the country are seeing a rise in gun violence. Firearm injuries are one of the leading causes of death among children. Parents, it is your responsibility to know where your firearm is at all times. First, lock your gun away somewhere safe. Also, make sure that it is disassembled and unloaded. It's up to us to prevent gun violence in our community.
This is Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation about AI, artificial intelligence, and health, as laid out in a new book called The Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Help You Get Healthier, Stress Less, and Live Longer, by my guest, Harry Glarickian, who uh, is joining me today by phone. Harry, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. No, no, thank you very much. It was it was uh, great to listen to some of the... Uh, some of the uh, encouragements for people to go get vaccinated. Um, let's talk about the, uh, just before the break, you were talking about having a um, continuous glucose monitor or CGM. And um, and you said, I don't have diabetes, but you're monitoring your, uh, your glucose um, levels. What made you want to start do, doing that? Were you borderline diabetic, or nope. or were you, are you just tech, testing the new technologies? Well, I'm testing the new technologies all the time, right? It's it's tough to talk about them and write about them if you're not, you know, poking them and prodding them. Um, but the other thing is, is you know. I'm always doing 20 things at the same time, right? Uh, book, I'm investing, I'm doing all these things. So having the maximum amount of energy, focus, clarity is important to me. So understanding how these foods affect my, you know, how this machine that uh, I'm using on a daily basis functions is important. So sleep is one of them. Food is another one. It's, you know, you know, fuel in your car, are you putting in unleaded or supreme? And so understanding how these foods affect um, my glucose level is uh, is insightful. And, I, you know, I found out that, like, we had gone out one night with some friends and we had Korean food, and I had bibimbap, which I love. It's, you know, very delicious. But, boy, did it spike my glucose and not just spike it because you know sort of it up going up and going down is fine but going up and staying up for a long period of time was that you know that red light of you know don't you can only have that sparingly don't have food like that often um and if i can keep it's almost like a game if you can keep that level in the right zone you just you know I don't want to say you have unlimited levels of energy, but I don't get tired during the day anymore. Let me let me ask this. Would that be the same with somebody else, or are those kinds of reactions to different kinds of foods um, different from person to person? Totally different. This is why having the system sort of, you know, you're monitoring, using the system to monitor yourself, and then seeing which types of foods. And then what happens is after you stop using the device that's in your arm, the AI system has learned the different types of foods that you've eaten and can make uh, recommendations. Or if you put in a food that you're about to eat, the system will tell you whether you're going to have a, uh, you know, how, what your glucose may look like um, you know, in the future without having to stick something in your arm or 
it might actually make a recommendation and say, instead of that, try this. So you're not totally giving up something you might like, but you might have an alternative. And you can try to find something else that would fit into your diet that may not, you may not have the same negative reaction to that would zap your energy. And what, and the other thing is, to be honest, I think uh, most people in the United States would want to know this because the number of pre-diabetics in the United States is unbelievable. So if they were testing themselves regularly, they might be able to course correct or push off that problem for, you know, years into the future. Is that is that condition that, that most Americans uh, face um, being pre-diabetic, is that all food-related? No, there's, you know, obviously there are genetic components if it runs in your family, you okay. know, something you really need to be aware of. Um, but food plays a major, a major role um, in, you know, if you're eating McDonald's every day, that you're, <laughs> you're sort of driving towards a potential problem. Um, and I don't mean to pick on McDonald's, but I'm just saying that, you know, understanding what you're consuming and, you know, maybe with some minor course corrections, you can make a big difference in your blood sugar, your energy levels, your focus, the whole, you know, everything that goes with that. I, I was thinking, um, I was kind of snickering a little bit, Harry, when you said uh, if you're eating McDonald's every day, because the first thing went through my mind is you've got young children. Uh, <laughs> not, well, they're not they're not young anymore, but um, no, I no, no. I mean, if you're eating McDonald's every day, chances are you have young children. I because I had a I had a daughter who went through a phase where I couldn't get her to eat anything else. And, uh, I mean, she outgrew it and, you know, and she's fine and healthy and all that. But, um, but, but yeah, it just, it, it just triggered a, a memory for me of going, boy, I, I wish we could eat someplace other than McDonald's just for the variety. It wasn't, it wasn't even just about health. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand but what what about that? What about um, you know taste and and you know you were talking about the the Korean dish that you like so much and enjoy so much and then found maybe you shouldn't have it very often. Um, how important is technology to helping us design a diet that we enjoy and look after our health? Oh, I, I think I think these different technologies actually help people think about these other parts of their lives, make minor corrections, um, and and over time, I think really help people get a better idea of how to optimize their physiological state so that they're healthier and they have better performance and they're happier. Right? I mean. These are all interrelated. I mean, if you didn't sleep well, you're generally cranky the next day. Um, you know, uh, if your blood sugar spikes and then crashes, all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I need, I'm just tired. I need to take a nap. 
So all of these technologies sort of help you have a better understanding. And you know what? If you decide to keep going down that course, you're, you're, you're at least you're empowered with that knowledge and know what you're doing. Um, if you want to course correct, you've got the data to sort of help you make some adjustments that would keep you healthier. And, you know, I'm of the mindset, like, I want to be as healthy as, and healthy as long as possible and then just sort of fall over at one point, um, as opposed to die a slow, agonizing, you know, chronic disease-driven <laughs> death. Yeah, I think most people would like to avoid that if they can. Let's let's talk about sleep a little bit more because you've mentioned it several times and you talk about having an app that helps you uh, maximize the effect of the sleep that you get and getting, you know, the ability to get more sleep. How does an app for that actually work? I, I hear that all the time. I even make fun of it sometimes, you know, oh, there's an app for that. But yeah, there, there, yeah, and and actually, uh, there's uh, you know there's a chapter in the book which goes through many 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 different apps for different um, disease states that people you know could or should consider. Um, I I still think, tell people talk to your doctor because who know I you know, I have no idea what's what's wrong with them. Well, yeah, but, it used to um, be take two aspirin and call me in the morning, but now it's there's an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, you know, if you're talking about sleep, there's, you know, there's all sorts of forms of sleep. One, maybe I can't get to sleep, so there's apps to sort of calm yourself down and meditate that may help you get to sleep faster. Um, but when it comes to monitoring my sleep, um, you know, I, I use my Apple Watch, which is the sensor, and then an app called AutoSleep, which does the monitoring. And then I can see very clearly the oxygen levels when I sleep, did it drop too far? Could I have sleep apnea? Um, it tells me like my heart rate went up or so forth. Um, you know, how much light sleep or deep sleep that I get. And it's not as accurate as when you go into a hospital, but directionally it's, it shows you what's happening. And, you know, my wife and I are, you know, comparing and man, she sleeps like a rock, which I am totally jealous of. Like she'll get like three or four hours of deep sleep, right? And I'll be lucky if I get between, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and, I, and I keep trying to optimize it uh, to, to squeak out a little bit more because the more I get, the better I feel the next day. Um, it's funny you so, say that, um, Harry, because I, I find the same is true with me. My significant other can sleep for eight, ten hours like like a rock, and I sleep very intermittently. I don't have any trouble dozing off, but I'm awake every couple hours. Well, so, you know, um, and it's, Tom, it, I would, it's I growing would say that you would want to monitor older. yourself. Because, so here's another thing. And so that's becoming more ago, of a thing as I get older. And it, and it could be age-related, um, but it could be something else. And so I'll give you an example. So my watch um, one day pings me and says, hey, do you, you know, have you ever been diagnosed with sleep apnea? And I said, yes. And then it... it Things again and says, are you being treated for sleep apnea? I said, yes. And it said, thank you so much for contributing to our research. 
And so the app that I had on my phone called Cardiogram was, my, was you know, using the sensors in my watch to look at my heart rate and say, hmm, something's off, right? And if I had not been diagnosed already, that would have been sort of a red flag for me to go to my doctor and say, hey, can you guys, can we do a sleep study so that I can figure out if I have sleep apnea? Because if you have sleep apnea and don't know it, the problems that sleep apnea causes is they're not fun. Like you fall apart piece by piece and it's, it's, not, a, it's not a good dynamic. So being diagnosed for, with, uh, you know, properly and then being treated for it is a huge win for, you know, your body and your mental well-being. Is there, um, is, is there some other way to, to monitor other than the watch? I, I, I don't do the watch thing. Um, there are other uh, systems that will, like there's one that would go, uh, you'd put it, uh, right on top of a mattress cover that, that you would then sleep on top of. Okay. That would be able to monitor. Um, I actually have a sleep cover called 8Sleep, and it actually warms and cools the bed to help me sleep better. And that has sensors in it that monitor my heart and everything like that. It's a little pricey. Um, so, you know, all of these things aren't for everybody. But I would say that the most accurate one and the least expensive one is a Fitbit. I think they're like, I think the least expensive one is maybe $60, $70. Um, and it's sleep monitoring is super accurate. Um, there is another one that's a little pricier. It's called the Aura Ring, which, you know, you can put on your finger and it monitors your sleep. And your temperature. Um, you know, for example, that one, because it was monitoring temperature, we were able to see people developing COVID five days before they actually felt sick because you could see a change in their temperature ahead wow. of time. That's interesting. Harry, how did you get interested in technology and health and, and how the two interact? I've always been sort of a, you know, I don't want to say a techno nut, but, um, you know, really into it. Um, you know, even when I was younger. Um, but, you know, you start using these things and they start giving you this data back and you want to you wanna be healthy, happy, perform better, and, and you just see what they can do. And I was like, I've got to. I've got to write a book on, you know, this. And, and I'm in the health field, so I've been lucky and, you know, seeing these things for the longest time. I got to work on the Human Genome Project, um, you know, when, when I was at the company that was making the instrumentation. You see what these technologies do to improve the human health and human condition, and you're, you, you can't help but want to tell people about them uh, so that they can benefit from it just the way that, you know, I'm benefiting from it. Does this new technology have any impact on um, uh, people getting uh, better rates on, on health care insurance? 
There are a couple of companies that are uh, life insurance companies that will um, give you sort of an Apple Watch if you agree to wear it every day and so on and so forth. And so I, you know, we, we could be moving in that direction where, um, you know, actually I think there's some uh, employer-sponsored uh, health uh, plans that if you wear your Apple Watch and you walk a certain amount of day or whatever, they'll give you a discount uh, or a break on your insurance. Um, so you can see that it's being used for positive reinforcement. Um, I mean, I think eventually what people will see is some of these different approaches uh, will help figure out what is the right drug for you to take that would have the best impact on you personally. Um, that's an area called precision medicine. But also, uh, what if we could give you a drug and by monitoring you, we could tell you very quickly whether that drug is working or not. And if it's not working, two things. A, why would you want to pay for something that's not working? And B, uh, we can get you an alternative and monitor you and figure out which one is working faster. So well, and, I, and I would imagine we're in very quickly. And I would imagine that that would cut down on uh, uh, doctor's office visits, because very often those visits are about monitoring a patient's medications and and treatment plans. And if something so, is doing that automatically, a a simple report or a Zoom meeting or appointment, you know, might. Uh, work just as well. So telemedicine is 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 a unbelievable area, especially to anybody living in a rural community where their you know services are nearby. Is you know if you have a few of these devices, you can actually you know communicate with your doctor over a video connection. They can have your electronic health record open right there and they can see all your information, but they can get the information coming from these devices to monitor you, you know, face-to-face. -face. Actually, Samsung at um, the Consumer Electronics Show earlier this year announced that they would have a subscription for telemedicine through their one of their new TVs that's coming out. And so... You'll be able to talk to your doctor. You'll have your, you know, the blood pressure cuff or whatever you need in your house. And they can see the data while they're talking to you. And you don't have to wait in traffic. You don't have to drive across town. Um, you don't have to wait in a waiting room where everybody else might be sick. I mean, there's a huge benefit to all this. Uh, that people can take advantage of. I just like that I don't have. Technology is enabling it. I like that I don't have to fill out a form on a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, you know, if you have a cardiac condition, there's a little device called um, a, a Cardia. It's made by a company called AliveCore. It's it's extremely small. It's super thin. Um, you put two fingers on each electrode. And it does a six-parameter analysis of your heart. And if the AI sees something abnormal, you can push a button and ship that to your physician to have them take a look at it. So instead of going to the doctor's office and having them stick all those electrodes on your chest, 
you know, you can do the majority of the monitoring from home. How easy is it for um, people who maybe don't know an awful lot about um, health care, uh, the field and, and health care insurance and all that, to navigate your new book, The Future You? Oh, it's written. It's, uh, I've tried to write it to be incredibly accessible for anyone at, at any, you know, level of understanding of healthcare. And uh, I went through multiple iterations where I was asking <laughs> my wife and my friends to read it to give me feedback um, so that I could massage it to, you know, be at the right level where they could, you know, get what they needed out of it. And then if somebody is super interested... There are references in the back, and people can sort of really dig into it at a deeper level if they wanted to. But if they just read it on its face, they would they would definitely walk away understanding a lot more. Well, the book is obviously a great place to start, and I always ask guests as we get close to the end of our time, as we are right now, um, to share with listeners where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Um, Harry, do you have a website that you'd like to share? Yes. So my website is mylastname.com. So uh, it's www.glorikian.com. And the book is available on Amazon. So very easy to find. Well, Harry, it was great talking with you again, and um, thanks for spending some time with me and the listeners and sharing some of your expertise with uh, me and them and in your book. Thank you so much for having me. Have a fantastic day. Okay. Keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Again, Harry Glorickian's new book is called The Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Help You Get Healthier, Stress Less, and live longer. And uh, it, it was just published in uh, October of 2021, so it's practically brand new. Um, we are going to take a uh, short break, but I want to remind you once again that uh, tomorrow coming up on the show during the 10 o'clock hour, uh, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter from Armchair Politics will be joining me to um, pay tribute to Woodrow Stanley, who passed away yesterday. Uh, he was in the hospital when he passed at age uh, 71, I believe. And, um, of course, uh, most people know the name Woodrow Stanley. He was a former mayor of Flint. He uh, served on the city council, county board of commissioners, including a year as chair of that organization. He... Uh, fulfilled his uh, full term limit uh, possibilities in the state house of representatives so he really did all of the things that you can do in public life and he was a frequent contributor on armchair politics and we're going to pay tribute and uh, and remember Woodrow Stanley uh, tomorrow during the 10 o'clock hour remembering Wood Anyway, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, 
we have some messages as well so don't touch that dial don't click that mouse we'll be right back hi this is joe by from the blue lions and you're listening to the tom sumner program right now the covid 19 vaccines are available to millions of americans and soon they will be available to everyone this vaccine means hope it will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed. It's a robocall. Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMagno. Flint Community School. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Lone Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan. Flipflip Technology. My Community College. It's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to tom at tomsumnerprogram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. 
Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. That computer that tore us apart, dear. Automation broke my heart. There's an RCA 503 standing next to me, dear, where you used to be. Doesn't have your smile. Doesn't have your shape Just a bunch of punch cards And light bulbs and tape Dear You're a girl who's soft Warm and sweet But you're only human And that's obsolete Though I'm very fond of that new 503 Automation's not for me. It was automation, I'm told. That's why I got fired and I'm out in the cold. How could I have known when the 503 started in to blink? It was winking at me, dear. I thought it was just some mishap when it sidled over and sat on my lap. But when it said, I love you, and gave me a hug, dear, that's when I pulled out it's plugged. 
This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
to be, you got to be, got to be, got to be, got to be, just, just gotta be you. What a difference, baby. Yeah, the difference is you. The difference is you. Well, 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 gotta be you. Got, 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 Program, don't you know? Go on, go on, get out of here. <laughs> 